The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, good day and welcome, everyone. It is by no accident that you have tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Well, today we tackle another lighthearted subject. Uh, Terry, can you give me that voice of doom, please? Armageddon. <laughs> now, I asked Terry to do that for, for a number of reasons. I, not, needed, I needed some reverb behind uh, that. You, you, you kind of do your own reverb. That's pretty good. Yeah, okay. Um, we want to approach this subject today of Armageddon and perhaps a little side trip into the apocalypse and a few other lighthearted uh, areas, not to scare you, but to give you hope. And one of the things that we know from all that we've read in the past, all we've heard and understood about the concept of Armageddon, this is supposedly the final and conclusive battle between good and evil. And the point we would like to make today is that this battle has already begun. We're in it. Look around the world. Look at uh, the newspapers, the radio, TV, whatever. And you're seeing signs of Armageddon. But don't despair. We want to come to you today with a voice and a prayer for hope. Because Armageddon, while it's serious, and no doubt about that, it's a heavy subject, we can mitigate the effects. So it's it's actually more like, Armageddon, rather than than the previous voice. Yes, indeed. Instead of the the voice of hope. The voice of hope. It's Armageddon. I I think it's crucial to understand what Armageddon is. You know, people think of it as the wrath of God, so to speak. God's finally at last going to, you know, roll up his sleeves and take care of us. Um, (laughs) But, you know, what what we need to know is that there are cycles of returning karma. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this in the past. This is a very intense circle excuse me, cycle of returning karma. It's the end of the Aquarian age, the begin, excuse me, end of Pisces age and beginning of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And what happens is 25,000 years of karma comes due at that point. Yeah. And there's an extra increment in there in the sense that it is the time for the judgment of the fallen angels. They've had a long time to wreak havoc upon this planet, and this is the time of their judgment. So there's a lot of things going on here. And what is absolutely crucial is through prophecy, it's the handwriting on the wall. In other words, if you people of planet Earth do nothing, this is the karma that's coming. It's a mathematical formula. It's an equation. And this is how it's going to manifest. You know, the ride of the four horsemen, the plagues, the war, the famine. I mean, you name it. 
And so the reason we have prophecy is so that we can do something about it. And I think that's the key of this show, is that we can do something about Armageddon. We're not going to be a victim. We don't have to pull the covers over. We don't have to live in virtual reality, so to speak, or virtual unreality, as I like to call it, to avoid <laughs> what's going on this planet, you know, because we have these deep-seated fears. So we're going to explore that today. It's a serious topic, but as Tom mentioned, it's one of great hope because we can do something about how Armageddon unfolds. And to clarify even further, I think prophecy can be construed as a warning. It, prophecy is something that can be averted. That's the purpose of it. Yeah, exactly right. So it's a, it is the handwriting on the wall um, to say, be careful, look out, don't, don't hide your head in the sand. You have to take part in being the solution. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the uh, concepts, I mentioned this at the, uh, just a moment ago, you know, the apocalypse, you'd mentioned you know, this, this battle where, where God comes down and finally says, okay, that's enough, guys, we're, we're, we're done here. Yeah. Um, I was looking up the, the definition in the uh, online Merriam-Webster, and it said that the apocalypse is the eminent cosmic cataclysm <laughs> in which God destroys the ruling powers of evil and raises the righteous to life in the messianic kingdom. Wow, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, well, we have to go back to another prophecy, which is of a golden age on planet Earth. Yes, indeed. But again, it's a prophecy that can come true if we're part of it. So these go hand in hand because the judgment of the fallen angels must come forth first before we can have a golden age. Otherwise, they'll just continue to do what they've done on this planet for eons. Indeed. Which is manipulate us, control us, and keep us from the true teachings of God. Yeah, which has been their plan for two million years, and it's worked pretty well. <laughs> pretty actually. well. And the beauty of what we can do about it is that the fallen angels have no power of their own. They no. have to they have to steal it. And so, if we quit allowing them to steal it from us, then then they uh, they go up in a puff of smoke. Yeah. Indeed, and you can't wait for that to happen. Yeah, you'll. By the way, um, please do stay tuned. In our second segment today, we're going to listen to a, an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, in which she talks about Nostradamus. And his actual influence in writing all those various cryptic quatrains that he wrote that cover a span of about 2,500 years. Um, we're going to be listening to that. It's very fascinating. Hope you will stay tuned because he also mentions the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And, um, well, I guess we'll just leave that at that. You, you, know? you know what's so interesting about Nostradamus, of course, he was very popular a few years ago. You don't hear too much any more about him, but there was a, a period there when it was very prominent in terms. And, of course, because... The quatrains are so obscure, and they say you can't really interpret them until after the event occurs, <laughs> you know, which is kind of an interesting thing. But I, what's so fascinating, and Mrs. Prophet will talk about that in her lecture, is the exactness of his predictions after the fact occurs, and you mm -hmm. can see it. And, you know, it's almost like a ma how could they predict hundreds of years in advance the names of people that mm -hmm. would be involved in things and so forth? And, again, it's the exactness of karma. And if we had the perspective of God, you know, and obviously the mind of God, we could see, you know, how the interaction of karma and actions and so forth and patterns are going to manifest even far into the future. And so, you know, it's really interesting. You know, are we going to allow ourselves to play out our karma and, and you know, the come true? Or are we going to say, no, we're not going to be enslaved by our karma, either on a personal level or a planetary level, because God has given us the tools to deal with it before it manifests as all these um, predictions. And let's talk about those tools again, one of our favorite topics. We're talking about the power of the science of the spoken word. Yeah. Decrees. And we're talking about high energy frequencies like violet flame. These are dispensations that have been given to us of late. I think that we've discussed this many times in the past that the saints and sages discovered the violet flame on their own pretty much. 
And this was at a time in our recent history, the last 25,000 years, where they had to balance 100% of their karma. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the return of karma, planetary karma, and what we can do about it right now, right now today, is to be into practice. Yeah, and you know, the violet flame, and again, just for those who aren't familiar with that, it's an energy of God of a specific frequency, the highest, the violet color, that will actually repolarize negative energy. And what is bad karma? It's negative energy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So as that karma returns to us either on a personal or a planetary scale, if we're invoking the violet flame, we can literally either stop what is coming or adjudicate at such a level that has much less effect. And I remember a teaching by Archangel Zadkiel where he said, one person giving the violet flame is more powerful than several million people in simple prayer. (laughs) So when you think about that, it's a a simple concept. But it's a very specific energy and power of God that if we invoke it, it will change not only our lives, but what's coming on the planet. And it's almost deceptively simple in some ways because people want to look for a complicated solution. And invoking the light of God is not complicated, but it takes our free will choice each day to draw it forth. And you know what's interesting about Armageddon, it's, it's obviously a very intense period. But that intensity can be used to our advantage because it's an incentive. You know, we've been playing around on this planet, going here and fro for longer than we want to think about. Because we haven't necessarily, well, I'll get around to balancing my karma, but I'm going to do this for now. Well, you know, it's it's time where we we don't want to do that anymore. We see the handwriting the wall. We don't want this karma on ourselves or our family, our nation, or our planet. So by giving that intensity of that devotion of that fire and that love, not only can we change things on this planet, but we are going to be the chief benefactor because we're going to be balancing karma. And as we said before, if you get over 51% and fill your, fulfill your divine plan, you can make your ascension. Ooh. So there, there's a lot, there's opportunity here. And I think that's the key word. That's the key word, opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah. How are we going to use it? Are we going to bury our head in the sand through sports or, you know, collectibles or, you know, I don't know <laughs> what, um, you know, virtual unreality, social networks? Or are we going to say, no, I am going to be awake. I'm, you know, this is a, a very challenging period, but God has given us the tools to deal with it. I choose to make use of those tools for my family, for my nation, this planet. And if enough people do that, I can tell you the scales are going to tip and these prophecies do not have to manifest as they're predicted. You, you made a point a moment ago that one person doing the vital flame is worth more than millions of prayers. And that's not, to say, that's not to say prayers aren't valuable, because they are, obviously. No, I, I, the, the point I would yeah. want to make is that if you don't think you matter or make, can make a difference, that's a lie. You can make a difference. Whoever you are, wherever you are, and anybody can do this. The violet flame is not something secret, complex. It's very simple. It's very direct. It's a practice that you can learn in a day. I mean, yeah. in, in five yeah. minutes. It yeah. doesn't take much. Exactly. And, and you know what's beautiful is that with the, with the technology now that we have, to be able to broadcast and to be able to connect with one another around the world instantaneously at the same time. Like right you, now. You'll probably, yeah, you'll probably talk about it a little bit later, but we've got a violet flame vigil that's coming up. People can join that, and then, then on a planetary scale, at the same time, we're all giving violet flame decrees, and we're working on these Ebola viruses and these wars and all this horrible stuff going on. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you mentioned that. Thank you, Terry. Last year, actually it was um, almost two years ago, we began doing this violet flame vigil. Okay. And in the span of weeks, we had thousands of people from 76 countries doing the violet flame together. 
And then the purpose for which we did that, it kind of expired and it's sort of been on hold. Mm -hmm. We have just been talking about doing that again, bringing it back. So I want to make everybody aware that it is not available just yet, but we're going to have a number of um, tools that people can take with them wherever they go. There's a Violet Flame booklet that we've prepared, and this will give you an exact idea of how to do the decrees. Oh, that's Put them together. Is it a physical booklet or an it's online? Gonna, online. Book? It'll be a digital booklet, okay. so we can send it to anybody on an instant. Uh-huh. And also, as you may be well aware, we have the Violet Flame book, the free book offer. We've been offering this off and on on this show now for months. And this is to the Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul. Oh, it's a great book. It's a great book. It's a little, it's a pocket guide. Yeah. You can carry it with you wherever you go. I want to give you a link so you can actually download this book if you'd like to have it. It's yours free, no obligation. That is tsl.org slash violet flame book <laughs> tsl.org slash violet flame book and again you'll see how easy this is to do you can do it wherever you are whenever you want um, in fact I do it a lot when I'm driving and you know um, I, li- I liked what you said earlier Sid um, it kind of takes the mystery out of it what the violet flame does is it repolarizes you know and if you can think If you can think of it in a sense like the clock, instead of things going clockwise uh, like they are supposed to, uh, the negative energies will go counterclockwise. And so what the violet flame does is it, it... Reverses the it spin. reverses the spin yeah. and gets things going clockwise, and that's why it's called the cosmic eraser. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> what else it does, it goes through, you know, we're not only just a physical body, but obviously we have spiritual levels of our body and so forth. Right. The violet flame goes forth and clears, you know, debris, so to speak, spiritual debris, misqualified energy in our, our cells and atoms and electrons. So if you're kind of sluggish, you know, you're carrying a weight of karma. Mm-hmm. And so the violet flame will actually transmute that, and you'll feel better physically. You know, I mean, we've all experienced that. Yeah, you know? and, and people can do this. If you do five minutes a day of Violet Flame for 10 days and make notes of how you, <laughs> what your life was like to, at the beginning and what it was like at the end and look at the list, you will be amazed. You will be amazed. It, it, it's a very, very powerful technique. Yeah. You know, decrees, uh, there's nothing more powerful in terms of the delivery of spiritual energy than decrees. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're going to talk some more about Armageddon. We I mean, are. We're not, it's going to be not just a violet flame, but, you yeah. know, obviously we want the solution as we hear some more things that are, are predicted unfold. Well, yeah, in fact, let's take a break now. When we come back, we'll listen to that excerpt that I mentioned before from Elizabeth Clare Prophet talking about prophecy, the four horsemen, and the, the prophecies of Nostradamus. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, 
we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. Today, as we said before, we are talking about, um, Terry, Voice of Hope. Armageddon. Armageddon. Isn't that nice? And in 1987, Elizabeth Clare Prophet um, was attending and a guest speaker at the Whole Life Expo in Pasadena. And one of the lectures that she presented there was St. Germain on Prophecy. And we'd like to play now a portion of that for you in which she talks about the prophecies of Nostradamus and a few other things. Here it goes. I have introduced to you the great ascended master Saint Germain in his many incarnations and especially as the Count Saint Germain, the wonder man of Europe. The ascended master is the hierarch of the Aquarian age. He has given to me the secrets for uncoding Nostradamus, the 16th century prophet who did prophesy truly and accurately for this age, this very century. In fact, he prophesied for 2,500 years, beginning in about 1555 and carrying through 3797. What we are concerned about then is an accurate interpretation of this prophecy, and we will find that those who have interpreted Nostradamus thus far have key inaccuracies in their prophecies, which have in many instances led those in the New Age movement to draw erroneous conclusions as to what is happening on the earth in our time. We have a right to know what is coming, and the reason that God gives us prophecy is not because it is a predestination or a prognostication that cannot be changed. It can be changed, and this is what is so powerful and important about this very cycle that is coming upon us. 
We ask about economic debacle, we ask about the ride of the four horsemen, and we say, must they happen? And we say, no, economic debacle, war, and the nuclear nightmare do not have to come to pass. Nostradamus prophecies, the scriptural and Fatima warnings as well, are given that we may act in time to meet them with the all-consuming fire of God and the command to the seven archangels to deliver God's people in this time of trouble. Divine intervention is the key to undoing the untoward prophecy that is but a mathematical equation of karma which tells us what will happen if we, the people, do nothing. That is what St. Germain's message is all about. And he cries to the people of the New Age, the age of Aquarius, who recognize the light within themselves and that our God is a consuming fire and that he is culminating his mission in the violet flame to deliver us by that action of transmutation. The violet flame is the key to the age and our book, The Science of the Spoken Word, will show you how to use it and give you many mantras. First of all, I believe that the spirit of prophecy that was upon Nostradamus came through the heart of St. Germain. And this thesis is supported by Nostradamus' own description of the setting in which he received his prophecies. He is alone at night, seated in his secret study, which he tells us is a specially built room in his attic when a small flame comes out of the solitude and brings things to pass which should not be thought vain. Then when all is set, divine splendor, divinity itself, sits beside him in order to dictate its message. The power of Saint Germain not only dictated through Nostradamus, but he is dictating today. He is coming to interpret those messages that were written then, and he is coming to give us his word. A step-by-step -step delivery of the dictations tells us where we are in turning back the tide of darkness, where we are in balancing personal and planetary karma. Let us then consider. Nostradamus, as you know, was a 16th century seer. He was born in 1503 in Provence, France. He had an excellent education. He learned mathematics, Hebrew, Greek, Latin, astrology. He studied medicine, became a doctor of renown, he used unorthodox cures. He went about healing people of the plague, but he could not heal his wife and two children who died of that plague. Profoundly grieved, the Spirit of God moved within him. He continued to serve as a doctor and studied under some of the greatest minds of Europe. He later married a well-to-do widow, settled down in a little town of Salon near Marseille, and began writing his prophecies. In 1555, and from that moment on, his fame spread quickly. His quatrains were cryptic. They are four-line verses gathered together in centuries, 100 quatrains per century. He scrambled them. He made them extremely obtuse because at that time people like him were burned at the stake, accused of witchcraft and black magic. What we have to understand about these prophecies, which many of you have read, 
is this, that they do not apply to anything, they cannot be rested, they cannot be taken beyond the written word. They say what they mean, and they mean what they say, and they refer to one historical event only. They are highly accurate, and in addition to their historical accuracy, past, present, and future, they have a mystical dimension. To give you an example of the accuracy of these quatrains, and therefore why we should be listening to them for the 20th century, let me take century 9, quatrain 34. It accurately predicted the fate of Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette in their flight to Varennes, their ultimate capture and demise. Here is the quatrain, listen how cryptic it is. The husband alone, afflicted, will be mitred. Return, conflict will take place at the Tuileries. By 500, one betrayer will be titled. Narbonne and Sols, we have oil with knives. This is impossible to figure out except when the event has come to pass. Sols was the grocer and mayor of Varennes who detained the king and queen, turned them over to the guard, and brought them back to Paris. The guard brought them back to Paris just on the border of France where they were seeking to escape. The We Have Oil is a quote of someone speaking to the grocer. He sold oil in his shop. The Count Narbonne is the betrayer who was titled, and he was Louis' minister of war, one of the nobility whose actions contributed to the king's ruin. The phrase, return conflict, will take place at the Tuileries by 500. A year after the king and queen's return to Paris, a mob led by 513 Marseillais, known as the 500, attacked the Tuileries, set it afire, and killed 600 of the Swiss Guard. The husband alone afflicted will be mitred. To mitre is to bestow with a mitre, which is a hat worn by bishops and abbots. During the siege, Louis was confronted by the mob without his guards. He was left alone. The mob forced him to put on the red cap of liberty, which was used by the revolutionaries. Its shape resembled a bishop's hat, and it was called a Phrygian mitre. So every word of that quatrain applies to the details now, can you imagine this seer seeing this 200 or more years before it took place? This is the astounding thing about prediction. Does it make you feel that we are locked into predictions that we cannot turn back? In fact, this is not so. It was the reading of karma of all individuals who were party to the French Revolution and what would come to pass unless... There would be divine intervention unless light would descend, unless something higher than their karma would intercede. We have to realize that predestination does not bind us, but that the law of karma is a stern law. It can be broken by the grace of God and through the sacred fire of the Holy Spirit, or else that mathematical formula of karma will come to pass. Take the instance of King Henry II of France. At any moment, he could have decided by free will to escape his fate. He was the victim of his pride. He died after a jousting accident on July 10, 1559, just as Nostradamus had predicted in Century 1, Quatrain 35. 
The quatrain reads in part, The young lion, Count de Montgomery, captain of the Scottish Guard, will overcome the old one, Henry II, on the field of battle in single combat. He will put out his eyes in a cage of gold, taken to mean the king's gilded helmet. With an apparent medical diagnosis of his injury, Nostradamus writes, two fractures, one. The predicted outcome was that Henry II would die a cruel death. This is exactly what happened, and yet many people begged him not to enter this final joust on the tournament day, which was a celebration of a family wedding. He would not listen to his wife or the prophecies or even the Pope himself who had warned him. And so in another quatrain, Nostradamus stipulates certain events will occur in the year that France has a one-eyed king. This was 1559, the ten days during which the wounded Henry II ruled France. One of his eyes was put out. From the moment of this fulfillment of prophecy, Nostradamus was guaranteed fame and the solicitations of the court. The prophecies were couched in terms so specific that it can be seen they related to one event. Stuart Robb, who is a very well-known interpreter of Nostradamus, says that they are obscure until overtaken by events, at which time they are eminently clear and owing to his precise use of language, allow only one possible interpretation. The problem we have then is that the well-known interpreters, Edgar Leone, Stuart Robb, Erica Cheatham, and Rene Norbergen, have in fact, in some very crucial places, taken their interpretations of Nostradamus basing them on their worldview or wishful thinking or mistranslations. St. Germain says that people today have a right to know what is coming upon the earth. It is accurately written in these quatrains and it is accurately written in this book for you to digest and study. I will take up as many as time allows. Nostradamus quatrains take up the signs of the four horsemen and predict for the 20th century famine, cataclysm, earthquakes, plagues, economic turmoil, and wars. He says that there will be almost renewed another reign of Saturn and a golden age. He says that the period of the four horsemen, which we are now entering and in the midst of, will be followed by this period of regeneration. Every one of us here is determined that by the light of God that never fails, we shall survive this period of the four horsemen, and we shall experience that period of Earth's regeneration and a golden age. And that is a promise. And that's the joyful part. Indeed. So please stay with us. We'll be back after a short break. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. 
Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone, along with Terry Kennedy and Sid Bennett. I'm Tom Schumacher. And today we're talking about, among other things, Armageddon, prophecy, and uh, what we can do about it. So let's kind of revisit this topic a little bit because we want to make sure it's clear that while Armageddon is a serious topic and has always been handled kind of as a heavy event and for good reason, we are of the mind and the heart and the spirit to say that prophecy, that things like Armageddon and the apocalypse can be avoided, can be averted if we are accountable, if we're willing to stand up and do, among other things, the violet flame. Is that pretty much? The violet flame and make the calls. You know, I, I remember... Uh, at the at Qumran, which is the uh, community of the Dead Sea mm-hmm. scrolls were found in right. over in Israel, one of the scrolls they found was called "The War of the Sons of Light" and versus "The War of the Sons of Darkness," and it's a very descriptive about Armageddon. Of course, I don't know how old it was, but at least two thousand years old, obviously. But the point is, is that the archangels are ready to fight this battle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a spiritual battle. Obviously, it's physical too, but at the core, it's a spiritual battle, and the archangels are ready and prepared to fight this. Uh, against those forces of darkness, whether it be fallen angels or the laggard evolutions we talked about before, whoever has chosen the path of darkness. So part of our role, besides coming forth, calling forth the violet flame to transmute that karma, is to invoke the presence of the archangels who will fight this battle for us and are prepared to do so and will intervene at a physical level 
if we ask them to. So you can see there's an equation here that we have to deal with. And the greatest, uh, I would think the greatest um, uh, opposition to us winning this victory mm-hmm. in the bar- Battle of Armageddon is complacency or lack of attention or escapism. And that's where a lot of people are on this planet. Or they get, you know, I've talked to people, you know, talked about, bring up the subject of current events. You know, I'm just so busy with my business, I don't have time to look at the news. Well, yeah. these aren't bad people. They're good people. You know, they're working hard. Right. But they've lost a little bit of perspective about priority. And, and we have to, yes, we have to attend to our personal needs, our family, our jobs, or whatever it is. But we can't ignore what's happening to our brothers and sisters around this planet, nor we can we ignore these prophecies. And we don't might think that either, you know, in, in North America or Europe or some places, you know, we're going to be safe and, you know, this will happen in Africa. And Asia. Well, that's not the way it happens. No. And, you know, this Ebola uh, 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 virus yes. is, you know, is, is, I don't know where it's leading, but it's obviously something that has a potential that we have to, we can't ignore it. We deal with it at the physical level, which I think people are attempting to do. And this virus can be attacked spiritually. It can be rolled back spiritually. So when we understand these tools, there's very specific tools. You use that when a virus attacks your body or something like this, that we can work with it and deal with it. So we don't want to be asleep at the switch. And I think that's <laughs> where, you know, well, there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm just going to live my life. That's the rationalization. Well, there is something we can do about it. You know, it reminds me, those of you out there who... Uh, know your Pink Floyd lyrics and songs. <laughs> Remember the uh, concept of being comfortably numb. <laughs> comfortably numb. We are not as often touched by cataclysm in this country, and I'm speaking about America, and I realize this program goes around the world. So we're speaking to many people, perhaps, who have been touched directly or closely by these world events, by these economic catastrophes and the chaos in various other areas of the world. We know that things are progressing, you can't sit still and, and not recognize the fact that there's an acceleration in certain areas. The, the, the battle, if you will, the confrontation between light and darkness, good and evil, is real. It's happening now. And as much as we might want to think it's not going to touch us, we would be mistaken to assume that it's going to leave us behind or, or, or just not touch us at all because it will and some of these things are incremental. You know, you think of a great battle, you win or lose. But some of the changes in our culture and our society and so forth. System, yeah. And the educational system. They've been incremental. And so, you know, it's, it's hard to stand up and say, all right, that's the line you can't cross. Because it's been so subtle. And people reach the point of, well, what's, you know, this is one more little thing. Is it really going to matter? And so it, it's not just the, the ultimate battle and the Valley of Armageddon, as the Bible talks about. But it is that incremental battle that, you know, we are losing on some fronts. And, and, but it doesn't mean we've lost. Well, and as uh, Mrs. Prophet said, turn to the light. When we are in, inside the situation, whether we're being directly affected by it or not, we're in it because we're in and of the world. This is mankind we're talking about. And if you recognize that turning to the light does not require any special abilities, any special techniques, we do, of course, subscribe to the science of the spoken word to decrees, et cetera, as our means of focusing, like a laser, these high-frequency energies. But the point is that you don't have to join anything to do this. We're not proposing you, you know, come with us. Does it cost you anything? No, I mean, it's something you can do this where you are. And as we always say, give us five minutes. Yeah. Can I tell a quick story? Of course. Because I was reading something recently, and... Periodically, you know, we have quarterly conferences, and we have for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And at these quarterly conferences, when we do get a lot of people together, they do a lot of prayers and decrees, 
the Ascended Masters have told us that they take advantage of those prayers to, to allow certain earthquakes to occur and so forth. And there's very specific ones I could go into where earthquakes occurred during these conferences. And what they said is because of the great invocation of light, they were able to minimize the impact of these earthquakes. In other words, they would have been much worse had we not, they not done it at that timing and so forth. And, and there was one teaching that came forth a few months before uh, Mount St. Helens erupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a teaching that came forth that was a call for greater use of the violet flame because of earth changes that were coming or earth happenings. Well, obviously, we know Mount St. Helens did erupt and so forth. After the fact, St. Germain told us that we, you know, we didn't call forth enough violet flame to avert it. But the point was we could have. And this thing was like, what, 800,000 times more powerful than the bomb at Hiroshima? And it could have been averted or mitigated by a greater use of the violet flame. Now, that was an astounding teaching to me about the power of the light of God. And God wants us to use it. But again, complacency, I can't be bothered, I'm too busy, is the enemy of victory in this hour. And we're not talking about large numbers of people. I mean, even though we would prefer that there were millions doing the Vida Flame, you're talking about hundreds. Or thousands, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. It's no, not we that many. Well, if you've got 250 people at a conclave or yeah. whatever, you yeah. multiply that by itself, and that's the power that the Ascended Masters use to, to uh, multiply the decrees. Yeah. And, and you know, again, I, enlightened self-interest, not only are you helping to save the planet, you're helping to balance your personal karma, that of your family. Because, you know, we've talked again and again Karma arrives every day at your doorstep at dawn. The angels bring it. Sometimes it's a little packet. Sometimes it's a big packet. Sometimes it's just a catastrophic packet. And you can mitigate that by your daily use of the violet flame. And, of course, it's love and devotion and holiness. So it's not a rote kind of consciousness. Um, but as you experience this and the power of it in your life, it becomes self-motivating. And, again, you know, we say this all the time. It is not difficult to do. You can do it right now. You can start right this moment doing violet flame, if you wish. I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. Boy. Say that a few times. How simple is that? I know. I mean, it doesn't take much at all. And again, giving a few minutes to God, giving a few minutes to the light can turn the tide. And you know, in (laughs) in her lecture, she she mentioned uh, the solution being the sacred fire of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's another name for the violet flame. Yeah. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. and another thing that's interesting about the mitigation of prophecy is if it doesn't happen, we don't know about it. Do that's we? right. I had that point written down here. You know, isn't that an interesting concept? Yeah. You know, as bad as things are right now, you know, we can still go, at least in the United States, I'm sure in Europe and other places, we still go to the grocery store and get food every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not scrounging for food. The bombs aren't coming down on us. So, you know, it's, it's a relative thing. And, you know, when we see the suffering of people in the world, for whatever reason, karmic or, you know, you know, we want to do something about that. We don't want to see this. I mean, you know, it's one thing to hear the plight of thousands or 10,000, but when you see the face of a child someplace that doesn't have food or is in war, and we've seen these pictures come out of Syria and Iraq, you know, the displaced person, I mean, that's a motivator. That's a motivator to do something for the people of God on this planet, and, and it's worth the inconvenience in our personal schedule. And we're not talking about giving, you know, as you suggested, it doesn't have to be eight hours a day of violet flame, you know, but every one of us has time in our schedule. I have to believe, you know, when you're driving the car, when you're anything, you know, that we can start invoking this light. And, uh, you know, we can do something about this. And what a tragedy it will be if we let this opportunity slip through our hands 
and the prophecies come in their fullest. You know, and I think there's a part of, of human nature that we are motivated by results. If we do something like that, as you're suggesting, as we always suggest, and you see the results, you will increase, I mean, your motivation will increase because sure. you'll see, oh my gosh, this does work. And we're telling you, it works. Uh, you know, I was just thinking of uh, St. Germain. Something you said sparked my memory of uh, the fact that St. Germain inspired the Boy Scouts. And, of course, the Boy Scouts' marching song is Be Prepared. And, and their symbol is the fleur-de-lis, which is the threefold flame, which is the symbol we use. Yeah. And so St. Germain, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Whoa, Nostradamus, Boy Scouts? Yeah. Where else? <laughs> That's enough right there. That's probably. just enough right there. You, you know, there's a show on, and I can't remember what network it's on, and it's, Gosh, is it the Doomsayers? Have you seen that one? No. Well, it's these people that, that are preparing for the end of the world, basically. The preppers? The, is that what it is? The Doomsday preppers or something? I don't know what it is. But anyway, yeah. they think the society is going to fall apart, and they've got the most detailed plans with shelters and, and you know, all the equipment and, and very detailed. And, you know, there is a point of preparedness, as St. Germain says. Right. And, but you're, that's not going to save us. No. It is only the spiritual light and the presence of God and Archangel Michael, along with our physical preparedness, which is his common sense, that's going to save us. So we can't, you know, we can't escape the karma by trying to dig in a hole. We can only escape it by drawing forth the light at a personal and planetary scale. And, and once again, too, make sure this point is clear that we cannot also be in despair because a prophecy has been stated that has a dire consequence. They can be averted. We can turn the tide. It's not final. It's a warning. And, you know, I just heard, I just heard a replay of uh, Uriel's dictation, Archangel Uriel's dictation. And he's, it's like 20 or 25 years ago this dictation was given, and he's, it's almost like he knew that ISIS was going to be popping its ugly head up today, you know. Mm-hmm. He's saying, give us the call. Call to us. That's what we're here for. We can do this. And they can't violate our free will, so we have to call them because they can't act otherwise. That's the key. You know, much has been averted already on this planet. Mm -hmm. In fact, Mother Mary said once, were it not for the intercession of the ascended masters, Earth would be an asteroid belt. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty sobering, isn't it? Yes, it is. So we're not, but we believe in the victory of God. We believe in the victory of souls, and we believe in using opportunity to bring that about. You know, the golden age that Nostradamus predicted will not come if we do not do our part. Right. See, that's, that's, all, that's where free will comes in. There's nothing predestined other than karma, and we can change karma, both transmute the negative and affirm the positive. It's a free will partnership. Yep. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's take a short break. We'll be back for our final segment in just a few minutes, so please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, 
go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Once again, thank you for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we are discussing, among other things, Armageddon, the Apocalypse, Violet Flame, Enlightened Self Interest, and a few other things. One of the points that was made in the last segment was that. When we do the violet flame, when we do the prayer work, and we avert um, a consequence or a prophecy, we don't know it because it didn't come to pass. So we're simply moving along happily. Yes and no. I, I, I'm <laughs> going to give you an example where we did see something in, yeah. in one sense, and that was the economic problems in 2008. The near collapse. Yeah. And, you know, I was in, still in the banking world at that time, and I can tell you, we came very, very close to a total economic collapse because of the absence of liquidity in the banking mm-hmm. system <clears throat> and the failure. And, um, you know, it was averted by God's grace, but it wasn't averted, I don't believe, by the Federal Reserve or the, you know, the monetary banks and so forth, although obviously they had to do something. Mm-hmm. I think it was the light of God. You know, we were praying intensely through that mm-hmm. period and have mm-hmm. been for many decades that the violet flame would come forth and, and resolve the issues in the economy. Well, obviously, haven't resolved it totally, but we averted a total collapse of the monetary system wow. at that time. But it was very close. So you can see, we don't want to just uh, sort of be, be outside observers on this and say, well, someone else is doing the violet flame, so I think we're going to make it. Because we don't know the equation. We know the equation individually. If we don't do it, we can't get the benefit from it. But what's the equation collectively? And what, you know, God says that the time will be shortened for the sake of the elect. How do we shorten the time? By calling forth more violet flame. You know, this does not have to play out as predicted. You know, when you think about the imagery around the four horsemen, these hooded black horsemen riding and essentially delivering karma, I mean, that's a very intense visualization. <laughs> and if we knew we could do something about it, and we have done something about it, we're not done yet, but we can do something about it if we will take the opportunity. And, you know, if this victory is won by God's grace, we don't want to be one of the ones that were sitting on the sideline because, you know, to the victor go the laurels, so to speak, and the laurels are balanced karma, the opportunity for eternal life, for all these things. So, you know, we don't do this for selfish reasons, but again, we talk about enlightened self-interest, which means these are the tools you can use on a personal and planetary scale if you choose to use them. That's the key. It's a, your free will choice to use them. And as we always say, these are very powerful tools as well. We know, for example, in the lore of the Ascended Masters, there are a number of individuals who were able to, for example, Omri Toss, who was able to save the violet planet. We've re, Perhaps we've not spoken of Igor in this program necessarily, but this light bearer in, in Russia was able to hold the balance for an entire country. I mean, it doesn't take large numbers of people wow. to do this. This is something that when you're doing this, you're, you're tapping into an antikorana of energy that is extremely powerful. And, and, and don't forget that, you know, this is not the average time, you know, in the planetary history. No, right. It's a time of great darkness and karma returning. And that's why we need 
you know, the multiple, not just the one saint here and there, but we need the people of God to unite. We are brothers and sisters, whatever our ethnic, political, or religious differences. We are brothers and sisters. You don't have to be a Christian. You can be any denomination on this planet and still use the violet flame because at inner levels we are one if we choose that. And we choose that one as if we choose to stand up against the culture of the fallen angels, the lies of the fallen angels that were worthless sinners, and every other despicable act they have put upon mankind hundreds of thousands of years. We have the knowledge now, and we have the tools, and by God's grace, we're not going to accept this condemnation of them, this manipulation, and everything else they've done. Indeed, you know, and you, you, you make a good point about the fact that evil is not accidental. There are people, and I know some people, who actually will say, oh, there's not really any orchestrated evil. It's not something that is pervasive. It's not organized. Well, I'm sorry, but it is. And this is one of the things that, again, we talk about this on a regular basis. The yeah. fallen angels are organized. We, we, they have a long-range plan. We've got a, we've got a book here. Uh, we have it on the table here, and I was thumbing through it on our break. Strategies of Light and Darkness. And I was looking through the, uh, <laughs> the beginning here. This is a great book because it's got all, what is it, 33, uh, basically 33 things that the fallen angels will do to try to disrupt life on planet Earth. And it's, it's very clear. And if you're aware of these things, it's like in, in 1973, and I was also mentioning, there was uh, talk about holding the balance for the economy. In 1973, the astrology was identical to the time when we had the crash of 29. And enough, I think a thousand people turned out at the land of Lanello for uh, the summer conference, and we did not have a collapse. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an interesting point, Terry, because if you read the, the press, and, and not only the, the, the friend press, but even the mainstream press, the predictions of economic collapse, I mean, they've been going on for a long time, and people say, I don't understand how the economy has continued. I could, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, this was so obvious it was going to collapse, and this is not just one person. This, and this is, not again, not just fringe people. These are people in the mainstream you know, in the stock market and so forth, and we don't understand why it hasn't collapsed. Well, it hasn't collapsed, ladies and gentlemen, because of the invocation of light. It doesn't mean we're home free. Obviously, we're not. Right. But we've been able to stay the, the hand, so to forth, of some of this karma from descending, and clearly we could have done more. But now, you know, as this accelerates and what's going on in the world, and it, it does feel a little overwhelming, uh, it's the time to take our stand for the light. And, you know, this is like a charity drive in a way. I want to say, you know, give 10 minutes of out of flame every day. You know, give what you can. You know, it doesn't matter how, how much you might like to do, but if you can start someplace with a few minutes, again, 5, 10, 15 minutes, and just imagine, focus your, your, your inner eye on where you want that energy to go, whether it's in your own family, your community, your, your town, your country, the world. See it in action. See it doing its powerful best to right the wrongs in this world, to basically confront evil and basically help us understand that it is not real. Has no. You know, initially we may view this as a sacrifice. Well, I'm taking time. I could be watching something on TV. You know what a sacrifice that is, right? (laughs) (laughs) But ultimately, again, it becomes a privilege, an honor. And the key to our personal liberation. Do we want that personal liberation? You know, that, that's a legitimate question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Some people say, I, it's too much work. It's too much this. It's too much that. I just like to be relaxed and comfortable. Well, you know, how long is that going to last if we take that attitude? You know, the day of reckoning comes. That, that's not to invoke fear. It's the reality of karma. 
a day of reckoning comes for each one of us. If we don't do something about it, if the planet doesn't do something about it, and you know, we've talked about in the past the vulnerability of the United States, and the Master's taught one of the greatest vulnerabilities we have is because of abortion. Yes. And, you know, that's something we need to pray about, too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot to pray about, but we've got to buy time, so to speak, for God and the angels to work and bring change and circumstances that will ultimately lead to this golden age that we are determined by God's grace to see manifest. And I think to amplify the point we've made a few times already today, when you are aware of the forces in the world that are basically those of Armageddon, yeah. don't lose heart or hope because though you can see what you see, and these are, these are things that are really happening, they are not final. They are not conclusive, and the power that you are vested with to make a difference is real. And, you know, some of these fallen angels are paper tigers, you know. <laughs> once once they're, they're, we invoke the light to have them bound, they no longer can do anything. It's like the Wizard of Oz, you know, this great, powerful, deep voice, and there's this little meek man behind there. And I'm not saying the fallen <laughs> angels don't have power, but I'm saying yeah. we can make the call so that they will become meek like that and have no power to influence you know, and harm the light bearers. The emperor has no clothes. Yeah. Evil, evil is not real, and its appearance has no power. <laughs> Say that's, that again. Evil is not real, and its appearance has no power. You know, that's key. It is a, the, evil is appearing on this planet, and people are suffering through that, but ultimately it has no reality. That's yeah. right. So it's going to go at one time, and better sooner than later. Yeah. So in the course of today's show, we've heard a number of different book titles. I want to mention those again, because you can go to tsl.org, to the bookstore, and look for the strategies of light and darkness, mm-hmm. science of the spoken word. And if you have not done it already, you can download for free Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul by going to tsl.org slash Violet Flame Book. <laughs> there you go. Well, today we hope we've given you reason to be optimistic and to look up as you see events in the world unfolding. Uh, we can do something about it. You can do something about it. And we hope that you will. In the meantime, how can people get a hold of us, Terry? They can, they can email us at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org. Ideas? Suggestions? Anything. Comments? Yeah. Anything. And we, oh, I want to mention just real quick one letter we got. Um, yes, the rosary is considered violet flame. Hey. Somebody wanted to know if the rosary was actually violet flame. And yes, indeed, you can That's... do the rosary and get some violet flame credit. any other comments gentlemen before we close I think that's it for today well then as we like to say though the upward path may be difficult the rewards are out Out of of this this world world. thanks everyone God bless you bye bye thank you again for joining us this week remember tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern 11 a.m. Pacific and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.